You're listening to The Pipeline Show. Tell me his name again. With Guy Flaming. Who? We're back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Another CHL Insider segment uh, doesn't get much more inside the CHL than uh, my next guest, Sam Cosentino from uh, Sportsnet. Welcome back to the program, Sam. I know you're on the road right now as we speak, heading to Kitchener uh, for uh, Game 3 of the uh, CHL Russia Series. Uh, thanks for taking the time, though. Uh, how's things? Yeah, great to be back on. Things are great. Back at work. Talking some uh, Canada Russia, talking some NHL draft here the last couple of nights at work. So it's been it's been a blast. I, I'm happy to, to be back at it. Well, I appreciate you making the time. Uh, let's get to the CHL Canada series because or the Canada Russia series because that's uh, that's the current events right now. And one uh, one as the scene shifts to the Ontario Hockey League. Uh, so far, with the uh, the teams in the, the the Q teams, who stood out for? The uh, Quebec uh, roster for you. I know Raphael Lavoie had a, a pretty good game in game two. Yeah, he sure did. He's a real polarizing figure in Lavoie. You know, I've watched him a lot here the last couple of years. I've seen him live a, you know, a million times. And every, you watch the way he skates and it's just kind of the way he skates, but it, it almost makes you look like he's playing in the beer league on a Sunday night. And then you look up and he's got, you know, 10 shots on goal and he's got Six grade A chances. He's got three or four points. I mean, he shoots it extremely well. He plays with a little bit of belligerence to his game. I think if he's a guy moving forward to Canada's World Junior Team, there's some of the stuff that's after the players, some frustration stuff that he's going to have to eradicate from his game that will be called internationally, no doubt. But a polarizing guy for sure. I look at Dawson Murphy, the guy who really made a significant impact on me. I've known about this player dating back to you know, the last year and even to when he was drafted in the eighth or ninth overall pick in the, in the Q draft a couple of years back. But just getting to really dig on, in on him live against older competition where there's really no breaks in that lineup against the Russians. I thought he was just awesome. So I was really, really impressed with him. Another guy that I like is Maxence Gannett, who was a seventh-round pick of the Ottawa uh, Senators and a guy that I really had very few expectations of going into it. And by the final 10 minutes of the last period, he was on the number one pairing with Justin Barron. So I think he's a guy who acquitted himself quite well on the back end. Uh, I know this is a big evaluation tool for Hockey Canada for the World Junior Championship, and uh, I don't know if Olivier Rodrigue and Alexi Gravel will be both invited to the December camp or not or what the pecking order is like, but did either one of them help or hurt themselves with the way they played? Ali Gravel's had a really tough start to the year, and I thought he was just okay in his game. But if you're basing it kind of on the hot guy and he's going well, he's probably not going to be your choice even to, to go to camp. Yeah. Having said that, he put together a pretty good resume. I liked him in the playoffs last year. I loved him in the Memorial Cup last year. So there is that to consider as well. But I do think there has to be some recency uh, in terms of your evaluation. And if that is the case, then I don't think Gravel makes a cut. As far as Olivier Rodrigue goes, he's that type of guy who, I don't know if he's ever going to steal you a hockey game, but it's not likely that he's going to lose many for you. And so I, I like the situation that he can give you some steadiness in goal, um, but this might be a year where they need a guy to steal, to steal some games. Having said that, you look at the, the summer showcase roster and you look at what's happening around the league and who's eligible, boy, that's going to be some real tough decision making for the hunters i think there's two ways you can go with it i think you can do like they did a few years back and invite two guys and let two guys 
have the confidence to know that they're on the team and allow them to slug it out as to who gets the number one spot. Or you invite four, maybe even five guys and say, here you go. You got another couple, you got another couple of days of practice and you got a couple of, uh, exhibition games and the guy who's playing the hottest at that moment is going to be the guy we're going to take and, and be our number one. So I'm not sure which way they're leaning to go right now. I think if it were me and I were in that decision making process, I'd say give me the two, the two guys that you think through your evaluation this summer, the first part of the regular season and let's go with those two guys. Uh, because I don't think there's really any standout amongst the group, uh, right across the country. All right. Well, we'll watch for that. Uh, the, uh, as for the Russians through the first two games, boy, they got a lot of leadership from a couple of guys who are actually playing in the queue this year. Oh, man. Those guys were brilliant. I was running some of the numbers this morning and, uh, I think they accounted for 30 something percent of the shots of the, of the two games and they accounted for all but one of the goals. Uh, you know, the seven goals scored by Team Russia. Uh, but those guys were brilliant. Dav Garadi, so impressed with him. He's a Calgary Flames pick, uh, sixth, seventh rounder, I believe. He, he is just brilliant. I, I, I really, really love his game. He's not afraid to go to dirty areas. He uses his speed. He handles the puck well. He shoots it as well as he distributes it. Igor Sokolov is a guy whose skating is approved. I don't know if it's approved enough to be in some kind of consideration. He's gone to back-to-back camps with Columbus but still played well, good puck protection guy, good size. Um, and then I look down the list and think about uh, uh, Alexander Hovanov, who's yeah. the Havanov Raptors, the Minnesota pick. And this guy was dynamite. Through two games, he was a threat every time he touched the puck. Um, Nikita Alexandrov is another player who was born in Germany, but is of Russian descent, speaks four or five languages. He came on in, in game two, just okay in game number one, St. Louis second rounder from last year. All four of those guys, I think they played well enough to deserve some consideration. And if it were up to me, Havanov and, and Zabgarodny would be my picks to be on Russia's team right now. Uh, that said, uh, no points for Vasily Putkolzin. Uh, should Canuck fans be a little worried or we're two games into the series and, and uh, that, that doesn't necessarily indicate he played poorly? You know what? He, and getting to watch him, like I've watched him quite a bit live now. Yep. Get to see him. In in that in this situation, um, I look back to his three assists last year. He was playing some high leverage minutes, um, and I just wonder if he needs the absolute high end guys to play around. Now he's got a couple of good ones in Morozov and Savunov. I think you're both NHL drafted players uh, that he was playing on the line with, but there were look at times to be some incohesive play between that group. It's not likely that Valerie Bragan's going to switch lines. He doesn't do that very often. But I wouldn't mind seeing him get moved around just to see if he, he could be more effective. Mm-hmm. You know, having said all that, considering his entire body of work, he's a guy I have so much appreciation for, for his effort. You know, people think his skating is somewhat deficient. doesn't seem to worry me or the Canucks at all. Uh, but I like the fact that he's getting his nose dirty. He's doing his thing. And he doesn't seem to be rattled by the fact that he's not dominating or, or leading his team in points. Having said all that, too, though, he, I'd like to see him produce a little more. We'll see if he's good to go to the post uh, in, in game three because of the collision he had with the post near the end of game number two. All right, well, game three goes tonight in Kitchener. This conversation won't be uh, public until tomorrow, so game three will already be history by the time this airs. But what are you looking forward to as the scene shifts to the OHL? 
Well, I think there's a lot of opportunity out there for players, and and that extends through all three positions: in goal, on the back end, and and up front. Now, there are some question marks as to who may be returned from their pro duties: Joe Valeno on the AHL and Barrett Hayton um, in the National Hockey League. You look at Noah Dobson, National Hockey League. So there are some guys that are to be strongly considered for positions that would definitely alter the landscape of, of the composition of the roster. Now, having said all that, guys should be excited about getting those opportunities. Connor McMichael is a guy to me that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Uh, we talked a lot about him at the draft last year, the deception in the shot, his ability to score goals, 17 goals uh, in 14 games for the London Knights so far. He's someone I'm looking forward to seeing. What this, what these games are pretty cool to see is how the draft eligibles do. We've got the high-end guys, Cole Perfetti, Quentin Fivefield, Jamie Drysdale, We'll, we'll all participate, and I'm really anxious to see how those guys are going to do. Ty Delandry is another, you know, uh, personal favorite. A guy whose character is just off the chart. Good in the face-off circle. He's stuck it through thick and thin with the Flint Firebird. So I'm really anxious to see him, and I hope he gets a real crack at things. So there's a lot of different things that are um, that I'm excited to see, and and maybe one of the one of the the most interesting stories has to be that of Ryan Merkley. Mm-hmm. who now plays for Dale Hunter. We get to see him on a day-to-day basis. He's had some, you know, questionable instances in the past. Uh, but there's no doubting this guy's on a talent. So that story is going to be really interesting for me to follow as well. All right. Well, I, I can't keep you a whole lot longer, but I did want to get to your 2020 uh, draft rankings that are available at sportsnet.ca and a couple of the things that stood out. We've talked, uh, we've mentioned a lot of Q guys and OHL guys, so... Uh, touch on some WHLers. Only three in your in your uh, first round as of right now here in in November. Lots can change, but uh, the highest ranked guy out of the WHL for you is defenseman Braden Schneider of the Brandon Wheat Kings. Uh, what have you seen from him that you have him as the best out of the dub? Well, some of that old school mentality, and I think there's still a lot of room in the game for that complimentary defenseman. I'm not sure he's really uh, created an identity for himself in terms of the offensive side of things. But just uh, texting back and forth a little with Dave Lowry, he, he's been impressed by how much he's improved so far this year. So he's a guy that's got some Hockey Canada pedigree. You know, he's, he's always a name that seems to pop up when the scouts are mentioning players from the Western Hockey League. So I'm following along in that suit when it comes to Brandon's uh, Braden Schneider. Uh, if you had a second round available, would we see the name Jake Neighbors uh, listed there? How far outside the first round is a guy like that right now? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt he'd, he'd be in that conversation. And I wrestled over him just uh, just a little bit for sure. And I think as the year progresses, that's a name that's likely going to enter that uh, first count round consideration. For me, I always like it when I get to see in person with my own eyes, as opposed to watching tape or, or taking uh, the great advice I get from some of the people that I'm connected to. So I'm looking forward to the time that that will happen. All right. So when are you coming to Edmonton then? Today are on the schedule, I believe, but I don't think it's until the new year. Okay. Having said that, I'm going to see if there's a possibility to run into the Kings maybe elsewhere, but I haven't gone that far down the road yet in terms of schedule. Excellent. Sammy, as always, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for doing this on the drive to Kitchener today. Appreciate it. Yeah, anytime, Guy. Thanks so much. 
Sam Cosentino from uh, Sportsnet, and uh, thankful that he was able to fit us in uh, as he was driving to Kitchener. Uh, that was on Thursday, obviously, Game 3 of the uh, CHL Canada-Russia Series uh, is done, and um, the OHL wins their first game. The second game, fourth of the series, against the OHL. That one goes on uh, Monday in London, but uh, you can tell Sam was driving, and I had to clean up the background sounds uh on his uh, portion of the audio as much as I could. I hope it was uh, all right for you, the listener. And usually I like to go, heck, I've gone half an hour with Sam in the past. Uh, but uh, while he's driving, uh, tough to do it like that. So we'll endeavor to get Sam on uh, for a longer chat uh, sooner as opposed to later. But I always appreciate when he's able to uh, squeeze uh, some time in for the Pipeline show. Next, it's the NCAA Campus Report, and uh, one of the best, if you're going to talk college hockey, uh, you can't do any better than Dave Starman, a color analyst for CBS Sports Network. Also, uh, whenever the Frozen Four comes around, he's always in the studio uh, breaking down things uh, between periods, uh, and uh, just he's just a great guest. He's a guy that's been a guest on the Pipeline Show for uh, well over a decade now, and uh, more of the same as he knocks it out of the park once again, Next, here on the Pipeline Show. Saretsky, Mitchell, one-time shot, scores! Ian Mitchell, this kid's been red hot here on this road trip. He's got goals in back-to-back games, and he opens the scoring here. Hi, this is Ian Mitchell, the Spruce Grove Saints, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Passion. Talent. Development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 90% rate. NHLers Kyle Turris. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal! And Duncan Keith. And future NHLers Tyson Jost and Dante Fabro all took the campus route. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world! 